Today's podcast was a, a very special one with a young man named Talis Pontus. He's one of the best uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitors on the circuit right now. And for the past couple of years, um, a true story of grit and determination coming from the favelas in Brazil. Uh, he moved me, brought me to tears. Uh, and what he's been able to accomplish in his short 21 years is should be an inspiration to all people. The fact that he got out of the favelas, cleaned up his life, used Brazilian jiu-jitsu to better his life, started a business, got married, and uh, is, a, is, a, is a young man of God. And using it to better the world is just something that's so admirable, whether you're re religious or not. Uh, you can admire the fact that someone came from absolutely nothing, fighting for food, and made it all the way to America and is rising in the ranks as one of the best fighters and also an incredible young businessman. Make sure you check it out. This is Jordan Edwards, and this is the Business Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Good afternoon. I'm here with Talis Pontes. Uh, Talis is a talented Brazilian up-and-coming uh, gym owner and competitor in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Has an incredible story. We met over uh, on Instagram, on social media, and Talis was just briefly giving me the intro into his life. And I thought, rather than me giving him a true introduction, I thought we would jump right into his incredible story and who he is and where he is, and, and then get into a little bit of his Brazilian jiu-jitsu career. Talis, welcome. Oh, thank you very much. It's a huge Thanks. pleasure to be here with you guys. Great. So, uh, Talis, where in Brazil are you from? So I'm from Ipiranga, the neighborhood called Ipiranga is a periphery neighbor. And the city is Ribeirão Preto from, it's like a small, small city from Sao Paulo, the state of Sao Paulo. So it's Ipiranga, Ribeirão Preto, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Shout out uh, Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading Hicks and Gracie's new book right now called Breathe. Whoa, and I'm that's getting a big that. book. I'm getting a deep dive into all things uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, and Brazil and the Gracie family growing up in Brazil. Did you start doing Jiu-Jitsu at a young age? Yeah, I started Jiu-Jitsu when I was between 12 to 13. And then I super quick start to see a lot of uh, goodness of in the Jiu-Jitsu art. And then I start to fall in love more and more and more and then get here. <laughs> Oh yeah, that happens. Uh, yeah, can, it's a huge on. history. I can make one book bigger than the Nixon Gracie book if well, I have everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear a little bit about it. So uh, sure. you, you started Jiu-Jitsu when you were around 12 years old and what was it like growing up in Brazil? Ah uh, man, like everything depends where you come from. Everything depends where you burn, you know? Uh, so have a lot of different uh, point of views to burn in Brazil. But the, the way that I, my growing was, I, I born in Ribeirão Preto and I live in a super, super poor neighborhood. So a lot of hard times, a lot of hard stuff. So I passed for so many crazy stuff over there, so many hard times. But I love it because it makes me the strong person who I am today, make me very different. And especially I trust that everything what I passed before make me too strong and more like how i can say like i i have more different brain than the most of the people you know so the hard times everything what i passed before all the small details make me become who i am today which a lot of cry a lot of sweat a lot of blood <laughs> but 
everything pays off today, especially. So what you're saying is growing up in a very difficult, poor place in Brazil really made you the person that you are today, made you have to fight and grind and fight to get to this country and just fight for everything that you've had. And uh, because of that, it made you the person that you are today. So what was a little bit of that struggle? How, how did you decide to come to America and how old were you? So a little short uh, view, review of my history was like, I started jujitsu when I was 12 to 13 because I was in a situation that I almost lost my mom. I, I never had dad, so I just had my mom. I was, how we can say, like, I never be the proudest son. I never be the proudest, proud person in the family, you know? All my family, nobody likes me, like my aunts, my, my family never let their kids be around me because they say I was, how they say, like, marginal, you know, stuff like that, like a bad influence and stuff. So I always be like the the dark the dark duck, you know? So or, or the dark sheep. So because of that was a lot of a lot of bad times, you know, like so many of most of the times, like example, I go to my aunt's house and then when I arrive there they say, No, get out here, you know, we're gonna sleep or I most of the time I go to my aunt's house because when I was young, uh my mom working three jobs, you know, she worked in a restaurant and from nine to three and then from three to five, she worked cleaning houses. And then from five to 12 PM, she worked in a pizza, pizza place. So she always have three works. I just see my mom in the, in the night, like between midnight to 2 PM. This is something that make me not sleep most of the nights just to Kind of like I remember since it was yesterday, I, I always say this to my mom because when she sleep, I just being there, sitting on the on the bed, looking to her, how beautiful she is, how strong she is, and I never see she saying she's tired to work that hard to put food on the table, you know, mm -hmm. and to to try to give me a better future, even even though I was want to go to the wrong future, you know. So she always work hard. I think why I'm very determined, why I am very strong like that, why I realize all my dreams. It's because of her. She is my biggest inspiration. So for me, example, like most of people think today the struggles about, man, I don't have money to buy new shoes. I don't have money to buy iPhone 12 Pro Max. I don't have money to buy this or buy that. For me, always was like, man, what are we going to eat tomorrow? Man, wow. what are we going to dinner today, you know? And I growing up most of the time eating rest of the food of people, you know, because my mom worked in a restaurant. When people leave rest of food there, she get and bring to the house because she could not have money enough to do all this stuff. And then especially pizza, you know, because she worked in the pizza place and all the rest of the pizza from the rich people, uh, she bring home and then I eat that. I that how how I I feed myself most of my my childhood, you know. And then we was in a very, very, very hard situation always. Like one of the hardest times in my life was when we live in a ranch house always in the favela. And then the people uh, ask for the, the rent and stuff. And my mom could not to pay. And then the guy asked for the house and kick me out of the house. And then we don't have nowhere to, to go, you know? So it was very, very tough. And we live, we live in uh, my grandma house was like a very 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 small room 
and then we go there to live with her she had 15 sons and over 60 grandsons you know so wow. <laughs> yeah so the family was too big and the house was too small so we live in a very hard situations over there as well because i was never like a good good kid you know i was never educated I don't like school. I stopped school when I was like 15 years old and too early. I, I, I really stopped, stopped school when I was 15. But like when I was like 13, or 14, I was already stopping school because I don't know how to say like when you get uh, you get DQ, I say DQ, maybe. I don't know exactly the word in, in, uh, in, English, in English, but how in English you get expelled. Yeah, I got expelled from the school four times, you know, and I because of fights, because of some other bad stuff. And then I kind of was like, man, I think I, because everybody from my family, nobody finishes school never, you know? So, so ex extremely nobody never finishes school. Nobody never had a good life. And everybody what I see around, especially in the favela, they, most of the people who finish school in favela, they have a very bad life, you know, they don't have nothing. They don't have what we see in the TV and we want, you know? So I was kind of like, man, why, why go to the school? So because like you go to the school, you finish and you don't have nothing, you know, you just have a paper to put on the wall and that's it, you know? Yeah. So, and then I was going to the wrong path because it's easy, easy way to make money, you know? So this stuff make my mom very disgusting of me, you know? And then I almost lost my, I almost lost my mom because of that. And then when I was like 14 to 15, and then just because of this ghost of my attitudes and stuff, and I was like, ah, you know what, man, I, I need to change, you know? If not, I'm gonna lose the only piece that I have in my life. Even to my mom on that time, I was very bad. This ghost was like no problem for nobody, you know? I was like very nothing. And then I said, man, I need to change this life. I always, when I opened the refrigerator, it was like a lot of bottled waters, you know? And I'd be like, oh man, you know? I went open the refrigerator and have like a food, fruits and all this stuff, you know, this is very bad. And then I, we need to change this, this reality, you know? And then my uncle, he do, he hates me always. Like he, he already hit me so many, so many times because of the bad stuff that I do. I did, I did, I do know I did. And then he hates me very bad, but in one day it was like, crazy i was sitting i remember like yesterday i was sitting on the, my grandma's table and then he passed and then was right like few days after i almost lost my mom and then he just passed and said hey, hey boy if you want to change your life uh come to the gym and then i'm gonna show you how to become a man with jiu-jitsu and then mm -hmm. i looked to him i said huh, what is this he says it's a, a fight i'm gonna teach you how to fight but there is much beyond it. just fight I say, huh? All right, I will go there. And then I was, I get out of the house, blah blah blah. And then I was wilding bike in front of my grandma's house. Then I, my grandma say, hey, you don't go there to the gym. I say, yeah, I go. And then I go there. On that time, I was already the champ because on my brain, I always want to be better than everybody, you know. So in the in the little we call praça, but it's kind of the most close example for you guys in America. It's like a park. So have a small little park and then there uh, we have like a, a park fight, you know? So like everybody from different streets go to there to fight, to prove who is the best in the fight from the area, you know? And I, I always win. 
I just lost for the big guys, you know. When when the big guys arrive, I lost. But this I take for fun always, you know. I always like I never was uh, educated, so I was very bad in the behaviors and stuff. So I never looked down for nobody as well, you know. I always open my my chest and try to fight everybody, try to be over them, you know. So then I I was like, man, I go to this thing of jujitsu, and then I go there. And the first day that I go there, I sit down there, and then my one guy come to me and say like, "Hey, come here, enter on the match, you know." Then I enter on the mat. He say, "You gonna do jujitsu?" I say, oh, "I don't know." My uncle say, "Before I come here, but he he don't like me, so I don't know if I can enter on the mat or not and stuff like that." And then he say, "No, you can enter. Don't problem. Don't be don't be afraid of him. I can smash him." But man, my uncle he's too strong, you know, like he's so big. And this guy who was talking to me, he was very small. And I say, "Man, you crazy? My uncle smash you." He say, "It's no way. I can kill your uncle. Whatever I want." I say, "How?" <laughs> he say, "With jujitsu." I say. It's not possible. My uncle is so big. He's so strong. How you can beat him? It's not possible. And he said, of course it is. Jiu-Jitsu techniques, not strength and blah, blah, blah. And then he started to explain for me what is Jiu-Jitsu. He teach me guillotine and armbar from close guard. And I said, oh, that's cool. And then we start the class and then my uncle arrived. We do the class. But on that time, for you understand the level of how everybody hates me, I was there in the gym, but I could not to say to nobody that he was my uncle. He made a rule like you, you, you be there, but you looks like you don't even don't know me. And I was like, wow, all right, no problem. If you say it's holiday, but and then I like the jujitsu because uh, I saw there an opportunity for I beat the guys in the street and then become be- the best everywhere from the the little boys into the big boys and beat out the adults guys as well. So I was like, man, I'm gonna do this to fight there in the praça, you know, it's gonna be cool, and then I'm gonna get more respect. So the most problem I think too is because when you burn in the favela, you need respect. If not, you're gonna be very, you're gonna have a very bad life, you know. So mm-hmm. I always was looking to the big, to the respect, to be big, you know, because the guy who made me, he's he's he have a lot of respect over there because how he do the wrong stuff. So he have a big respect. Most of most of my family as well, they do bad stuffs and they have a big respect over there. My grandma. She is one of the most respectful women from there in the wrong side. Yeah, because so, everybody's related to her. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, but she was, yeah, but she was the head of the the bad stuff, you know, on, Ooh, yeah. on her prime, you know. Yeah. So so she was very powerful over there. And then my uncles just get the same the same path uh, as her, you know. And my mom, honestly, my mom was just the first one who take a different path to work honest, you know, to do the stuff honest. My mom's the ju- the only one from the family. The rest is just rest. They just do bad stuff. So because of the inspiration from my mom as well, that she do only good stuff. I, when I saw the jujitsu, I said, man, I think I can do that. But can make money with this thing? And then the guys was like, oh, some people, yes, but it's too hard because it's too far away to make money. You need to be super good to make money. I said, man, I can be the best, you know? And then this guy, Serginho, said, yes, you're going to be the best in jiu-jitsu. If you have this brain, if you have this trust, and if you work hard, you're going to be the best. And I say, do you think I can be the best? He said, yes, I'm pretty sure you can be the best. With what you have in your heart, you're going to be easy. And I was like, you sure? He said, yes. His name is Sergio Leon. Sergio Leon. And I was like, oh, perfect. And then I started to train, you know, and then the time was passing, a few days was passing. I was now with the gi because nobody could to 
to buy me again and stuff. And then with uh, two months, they have one tournament that my uncle go to fight. And then also some people from the gym go to fight. And then Bruninho, another guy, he was white belt as well. Mine was white belt. And then Bruninho fought and win the first fight. Very ugly, but he win the first fight. And then my uncle go there and hug him. I never saw my uncle hug even my grandpas and my grandma, you know. I never saw he hug nobody. I say, man, if I win, do you think he hugged me? And then, and then my friend say, yes, for sure, he's gonna hug you because wow. winning a fight is very hard. And that's also why I see on my music. I have on music as well. Yeah. So that's why I see on my music everything start in a hug. Well, because of is that what hug. this means? I'm gonna uh, share my screen here for a second, and uh, pull up your music. My music called from the heart to the word do coração para o mundo from the heart to the word yeah i'm just going to play this for one minute let's go can you pause and then i translate a little bit for you guys yeah i say like today i spell a little bit of my life for you guys listen i know super well what i'm singing here and then you can continue no corre, sonhei também ser MC, mas pelo destino traçar, eu não consegui. Yeah. So like I say, my my destiny, my future was made it, but because of example, I say in another word, but in English you're gonna be, but because of God, don't happen what was supposed to be. And then you can continue. <laughs> I say that what was supposed to be in the deep I don't would like to be. I would like to have successful and and power, love from my mom and respect where I come from. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's uh it, it's like it's poetry, you know, you're you're very talented young man. So let's stop yeah. here for a second at this point in the story. What I didn't mention is you're one of the, the best up and coming Brazilian Jiu Jitsu competitors out on the circuit right now. How old are you? Now I'm 21 and I have yeah. been number one in the world since 2018. Wow. Absolutely incredible. When I was uh, looking at some of your clips, I'm just going to share another clip over here. Here's you as a, a 15 year old blue belt. Destroying 16, 16. a monster. <laughs> you were 16? Yeah, they got me there 17, but I was 16 because my birthday was coming. Okay. And uh, it, it's it's a great match. I, I suggest everybody goes and check this out. Juvenile uh, blue belt, Talis Pontus, defeats black belt. I mean, this guy's a monster. And you, he must outweigh you by, I don't know, 30, 40 pounds at least. And uh, you you beat him. It's yeah, a, it's a really, it's a really interesting match. Two sweeps are, are ultimately what define the the win. But this this wasn't that long ago, you know. This story that you're telling in the course of your life, it may feel like it was a long time ago, but it was very recent that you were living this life in Brazil. And I'm it's just so amazing that you've been able to turn that hard childhood into, um, you know, becoming one of the best competitors, the number one competitor in the world in your in your age and your your weight yeah what man i even get hairs up 
for remember that because example this fight against the black belt that's one thing that the first time that i feel man i can be big on this you know yeah because i i come to america i was 16 and then i go fight uh i fight the word the words and then i got in the final in my first words i got in the final i did i think five fights or six fights to go to the final and then i lost the final because i was too much emotion man too much emotion i don't saw the guy change the size of the footlock and then i lost by one advantage <laughs> and, but i was too happy you know because in the semi-final i beat the guy who was like four times world champion already and he was the favorite on the bracket you know and then i was too much emotion to be there to see that because man honestly how i say to my wife always looks like a movie everything looks like a movie because I live, how you say as well, I live so many things in a short time. My life is too, too, too crazy. And I live so much stuff, so much, so much stuff at the same time. My, I think like, honestly, sometimes I think that I even not exist, you know, because mm -hmm. how this stuff works, how this stuff happens in my life. Man, I marry in January 10, 10 a.m., looks like i'm married for like 10 years already man because i really man my life changed the le i have my gym open for one month in like less than 20 days and looks like i have my gym for years because i already wow. lived too much experience with that for me looks like i was passing hungry in brazil yesterday you know yeah well i don't want to get ahead today of my fridge is so full of food you know yeah, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves because I do want to get to your academy and I want to get to, you know, where you are now. But um, if I could just recap for a second, you're you're born to a single mother. She works three jobs. You grow up in a favela. Your family on your mother's side was up to no good. Your grandmother was very well respected, but she was not known yeah. for, for the best kind of things. And yeah. you were a troublemaker. You dropped out of school and all this point in your life the thing that helped you kind of emerge was your uncle suggesting that you go to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And when you finally went and saw a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition, uh, you saw your uncle, who's a tough man, hug the winner. And you said, if I can, if I can win, this man is going to show me love. He, oh, oh, these people yeah. always, in your words, hated you your whole life. And yeah. so here we are in Brazil and you're starting your Brazilian jiu-jitsu career. At what point do you decide you're going to, move to america how, how did this happen there's another crazy part so after i saw he hugged the guy in the next month i signed up for the tournament and then i was like please 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 i need to compete nobody wants to let me compete because even he i don't have you know and then i please please i need to fight i need to fight i was like crazy focused to get a hug from him and then i saw there in jiu-jitsu people kind of like give me attention, they give me love, you know, they, they want to help me to change, you know, especially that guy, Sergio, he always would like to help me. And most of the people there was police because it was kind of like a gym inside of a club, which a lot of police go to there. And I hate police, you know, on that time. So because they do a lot of bad stuff to my family and to myself, you know, mm -hmm. so I hate them on that time. And then I was kind of like, oh, always on my side in Sergio, he was not Polish, so I always was with him, you know, training with him, doing stuff with him. He put a lot of effort in on me. And then I signed up for the tournament, get my gi, and then I go to compete. And then I lost my first fight ever in the competition. I lost because I did a slam, you know. 
And then I did the slam, I lost, and then the guy say because I was I was kids, I could to do a rematch, you know. And then win if I win two matches more, I will go to I will gonna be able to to become a champ. And then my mom was there watching. I said, man, I messed up everything, you know. I bring my mom, my uncle was here. I lost like this, you know, doing something illegal. Man, I'm nothing, you know. I never gonna be nothing. I thought in the first thing. But and then when the big guy told me that I could to go back there, win two fights and become a champion, I said, man, you know what? This is my chance. That's my last chance. If I win, I'm going to do this forever. And then I go there and then I win two fights and go there with the guy who beat me and beat him, make wow. him tap, you know? <laughs> and then I, I won. When I won, man, I looked to outside. It was the most crazy think that I ever saw it looks like I have one picture in front of my eyes today you know my mom was like nervous like this praying and happy and I saw that shine on her eyes and when I saw that I feel proud for the first time and then I say man that's what I'm gonna do forever I'm never gonna stop I'm never gonna let nobody stop me anymore and then when I get out there, both hug me at the same time. And then I start to cry. Why are you crying? I say, because I would like this hug. Oh my and then God. Serginho come and those three hug me, you know, and it was like, this is what I want. That's what I'm going to do forever. And then I start to compete more and more and win everything. And then I was really winning all the tournaments in the interior, in the little cities around. And then I was like, man, you know, my ego go up all the way to the ceiling, you know, because yeah. I was winning everything, little kid, no education, nothing, you know, my ego was that high. And then I start to get another belt, like yellow belt, orange belt, green belt, orange belt and green belt. I just, I just lost one time during my time of orange and green belt, like two years, I just lost one time. And then I, my goal was to win a, or one tournament which is from organization like a nationals tournament you know that was my biggest goal i thought was the top you know and then i go to sao paulo to fight the the regional one the the city one tournament and then i find ali Kach, and then i meet one guy who called anderson Mello, who live in sao paulo then i was by myself there which is a big crazy history i got to there i don't have place to sleep i don't have nothing money well to eat i don't have money to pay for the hotel and stuff and then i talk to the guy who is the owner of the term and ask him if i can sleep on the tournament on the place of the term or something like that and then he don't even know who i was he don't even like know my name and then he said no i'm gonna help you stay there in the tournament do the setup for me and then i'm gonna help you in that night he paid the hotel for me and then i meet the guy who i call my dad his name is ali Kach, and his wife is Lana. And then there I find I found my 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 first dad and my family, you know, as well. Wow. So and then what was he his helped name? me Marshall Antonio Speedy Jr. His nickname is Ali Kash. He's he's the coordinator of the ABJJF today here in America. Hmm. So and then I was like, man, this guy helped me and stuff. So I love this guy with you know, he did like a dead paper for me, you know, that image for me. And then I meet Anderson Mello, who is starting to help me. And he paid me like 50 bucks, 100 bucks reais, which is like 50 reais, like $10, you know, for a yeah. big picture all day for him on the tournament. And then I was working with this, working the tournament, working setup, breakdown, during everything. I work always with everything. Since I was a little kid, I always work for, for trying to get money to put food in the house, you know. 
stuff like that. And then I, I meet the guys from Cicero Costa, and then I go back to Ribeirão Preto. I saw saw how the guys live there in Cicero Costa. That's end up in the in the part that I almost lost my mom when I was 14 to 15 years old. And then I on that day I decide, man, I need to change. I cannot go to this wrong path anymore. I cannot do nothing wrong anymore because I'm gonna lose the 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 love of my life. That is my mom. Mom, I have just one, you know. When People you say gonna, you almost lost her, how did you almost lose her? She tried to kill herself because of this ghost of me, you know. Wow. I was doing too much bad stuff, and then she tried to kill herself wow. because she she said like, oh, I don't have any reason to live. Because the only child that I have, I put all my life, I put all my heart. You just give me disgusting and stuff. And I, on that time that she did this, I was in another city with the guy who made me. I don't call him dad because he just uh, kicked me forward to go to the wrong path, you know, the same way that he he, he lived, which is it's very bad, you know. Yeah. So he, he, he would like I take his place. He would like to have me there to be on his place when he be gone. And that almost take it out the most important person in my life, you know? Wow. So, and then I go back and then when I saw the situation that I was mating by myself, doing wrong stuff, and I was like, no, everything needs to change. And the only way for a change, I need to get out here. Because if I stay here, like example, it's very common, you get out of your house and you see the crime. It's in front of your door. But in my life was inside of my house you know so wow. inside of my house inside of my family all my blood you know so that was very hard especially to to get out and to escape of that system you know to escape of that the future and then i i be very young i remember everybody being like man you're crazy you go to sao paulo and then i just realized this in one day the guy from the crime over there one of the biggest guy I go there with him and say, hey, man, you know what? Like, I would like to go to Sao Paulo to, to live there in a gym or something like that to, to do jiu-jitsu, to fight, and I don't have money to go to there and stuff. And then he say, look, I'm going to give you this money. You're going to go to there. You're never going to come back here. If I saw you here doing shit, you, I'm going to kill you. I say, all right, perfect. I'm going to change my life. So... Most of the people think the crime is bad, but they they are not bad, you know. It's just your point of view, you know. They they are the best people ever uh, for me. They was the best people ever for me because they give me a path. They give me help to to get out there. And even though when you were so young, everybody who is in the crime, they tell you, man, don't come here because or you die or you go to the jail. I'm here because I, you know, it's no way to run out from the system, you know. So they're like, for you find a job, for you find a work, when you come from favela, nobody want to give you a job because they, they think they're going to steal them anytime. They think that you're going to do something wrong anytime. Nobody trusts you. You, you, you are take like trash, you know? Yeah. So I, I try to work with a lot of stuff like uh, fixing motorcycles, fixing cars, fixing bikes, work with the woods, you know, like work with so many stuff like putting stuff uh building house you know a lot of stuff i did too much stuff like watching cars in the street sailing a lot of stuff you know i did so many stuff my biggest business when i was young that's that's something that gave me a lot of experience because i do business since i was very very young my biggest business was i go to the place that people take stuff to the trash and then i buy bikes there for like 10 reais 15 reais 
and then I get the bikes, buy too many bikes different, get all the good piece, uh, replacing only one bike and sell this bike for more money, you know? Wow, this, you, you're it, a natural entrepreneur. Yeah, so this was one of my biggest business as well, but I did too many other stuff. Like when have the World Cup, I, I buy so many stuff uh, from from one store, the most cheap store, and then I get all this stuff like to do sounds like, Pong! And then I get these stuff, go to the street and start to sell for more expensive. For don't let people need to go to the place to buy, so they buy in my hand. So I doing a lot of stuff like that, crazy to to make money always, as well. So the guy helped me to go to São Paulo, and then I asked one guy, Melo, if I can live in his house and be there in São Paulo with him to train professional and stuff. Then I go to there, train with Melo, and then. I was starting to develop very much. And then he said, no, here is starting to get very small for you. You need to go to something bigger. You're going to Gigo or Cicero Costa, where you want to go. And then I said, oh, I'll go to Cicero Costa because I already know people there. So I got, I went to Cicero Costa. And then I arrived there. I remember like yesterday, I arrived there and say, hey, Cicero, I'm here. I want to change my life with Jiu-Jitsu. I want to be big with Jiu-Jitsu. I want to be the best. I want to make money with Jiu-Jitsu enough to give a uh, better life to my mom and change my mom's life, change the, my family's history and legacy, mm -hmm. you know? That's what I want. Can you help me with that? I don't have money. I don't have nothing. He said, yeah, stay here. Go train. Put your gear on. And, man, I go there, and then I get a lot of crash. It was very bad. <laughs> and then I, I lived there at Cicero Costa for, like, one, two years, one year, almost two, one year and a half, almost two years. I lived there in Cicero. And then I tried to go to Europeans first, and then we could not because the guy steal our money. We buy our tickets from one guy who was supposed to be a agency, you know, who said how, tickets how for far away, How far away is where you're living from your mother at this point? Uh, like six hours. Wow. Six hours from the from the city from my mom, and I not go there well to see her and stuff because I knew every time when I go there, I see the bad stuff. And it's easy way to make money, you know, it's easy money. So I always don't resist that bad stuff, you know, because every time when I go there, I'll be like, man, in Sao Paulo, everything is hard. I try to do it. Even though in Sao Paulo, I did some stuff not very good as well. But I always have my brothers there who was uh, going to the same path, which is become a good person, better person, change the future with jujitsu. So I have a lot of people there who it's my best best people today my family my my brothers you know like jonas talison pato but a lot of, a lot of people from there they always try to keep me on the path and melo alicati they always try to keep me on the path pulling pulling my ear always so because of that i i was in sao paulo i was more uh hided in sao paulo i live from the gym to the to the to the house and to the house to the tournaments the tournaments to the house you know that's how it was in Sao Paulo. I don't open my eyes to the side and see the bad stuff. Sometimes I did, but I keep my focus in the biggest time. It was not how it was in my in my city, you know? So I don't go there very well, very much, to don't see the bad stuff and, and do again. So in 2017, I tried to go to the Europeans, and then the guys steal us. And then I thought, I was like, man, you know, like this is supposed to not happen, probably. It's not, it's not my... It's not for me, you know, it's just like that. And then Tyson say, no, don't give up. Don't give up. Let's keep it going. Then I start to, he say, let's go to the words. I say, okay, let's go. They go to Europeans and then I stay in Sao Paulo working with everything, whatever thing. The only thing that I don't did was sell my body. Beside of that, I did everything what you imagine to make money to go to the words. 
And then I I go there to try to get my visa because it's a big trouble to get visa from Brazil to America. It's too hard. But when I got there, I make many uh, papers that say I, I finish school, that I work and I do this, I do that. I have a job and all this stuff. I have a house, I have and stuff, you know. And then when I got there, I said like, man, you know what? If it's God, if it's God desire for I go there to America and change my life, I'm not going to lie nothing. I'm going to say what is true. And if it's God decision, I'm going to go to there and get my visa approved. And then the girl say, hey, where you live? I said, oh, I live in, in the gym with my friends. And then he said, you have a job? I said, no. You studying? No. You make money monthly? How much? I said, zero. I really would like to make at least one real, you know? And then she said, how are you going to America? So I said, I don't know, but I'm I'm working hard for that. And then she said, where you go there? What are you going to do there? I said, I'm going to fight the work title. And this is going to make me have a sponsorship. And then I'm going to be able to make some money monthly. And then she said, you're going to live there? I said, of course not. I don't know even how to speak Portuguese. How are you going to live there speaking English? <laughs> and then she said, mm, that's that's very curious. And then she go back there, talk a lot. And then another guy come and say, what are you doing? I said, oh, I would like to get my visa to go there to fight the, word, the words. I'm going to win and then I'm going to have a sponsorship and then I'm going to be able to make money to help my mom. And then he said, you're going to live there? I said, no. He said, you sure? I said, yes. And then he said, you 100% sure? I said, yes. And then he said, all right, if you go there and win, and then you come back here and to tell me, right? I say, okay, but like, you need to give me the visa for I go there to win. If not, I cannot go there. And then yeah. he said, no, your, your visa is approved. And then I look to him like, huh? And they say, yeah, you are from Cicero Costa, right? I say, yes. He said, I already denied so many visas from there. And then I look to him and say, man, it's very bad, you know, because so many people depends on this to change their lives. And I don't think you're doing something very nice, you know? Yeah. And he say, your visa is approved. Get out here. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. And then I get out there and like cry so bad with Alicati and they helped me so much to get my visa. And wow. then, man, I get this, I get my visa. Talisson and my mom and I mix the money, buy my ticket to come to America. I come here five words. And then I start to, I stay here the first time for five months and half. And my brother, Jonas, he traveled to all over the world. And then he know too much about travel. And then he started to teach me how to make a, uh, how to say, how to make a path for you travel all over the world for cheap and smart. Yeah. And then I start to, to travel all over the world because of him. And then I, I be in 21 countries just for jiu-jitsu, just to compete and teach seminars and private classes and stuff. And then, man, I, I, I travel a lot all over the world. And then I start to grow in jiu-jitsu. And then 2018, I become number one in the world. Everything starts to grow. I meet my wife in 2018 as well. When I come to Charlotte here to teach private class for her, because she 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 could not even win a Naga, you know, like a Naga in the great grappling industry. She could not even win this type of tournament. And then when I come, I saw a different shine on her. She, she kind of have the same brain that I have but in different situations, you know? And then I saw like, man, this girl like combined with me, you know? But on that time, until 2021, January 10, 10 a.m., I always look to her as a, my little sister, you know? Yeah. And then a lot of stuff's crazy happened, very bad. And then I was like, man, on that time, I was like, man, you know what? You want to be the woman of my life? Because we already live like a, like a, a woman 
uh, like wife and husband, you know, now let's go, you know, and then she say, <laughs> yes, because I already love her before. She loved me before, but without this intention, you know, to be a wife and husband. And then we decide, and then man, what's the best decision I ever made in my life? Wow. Congratulations. My life great. My life changed too much. Man. Don't mind. <laughs> and I great. imagine she's an American citizen. So you, that's how you, you made, came here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why also I, I be able to stay here, open my gym and do all this stuff. What an incredible, incredible story. I'm so grateful that you oh, that's uh, crazy. that you've been able to tell it here. I mean, I got I cried, I had chills, I had everything on, on that story. I mean, I love I love the my favorite part of the story is when you went to the, the visa office and you had all the fake documents and you had every reason to lie about how much money you made and where you're living. And you said, no, I'm going to just be straight up with them and tell them the honest truth and let God decide. And that's exactly how I feel. I always advise people when you're starting a business, you have to do it full honesty. Some people yeah, say fake it, and, fake it until you make it and lie and cut corners and cheat and steal. But if you build mm. a foundation like that, it's not strong enough to support the weight and you're always lying and hiding. And so it's really interesting to me that you you had the the smarts and, and the, the knowledge coming from where you came to make that decision at that point in your life. And then look where it led you. It's yeah, my, my mom always tried to keep this on, on my brain. You know, she always say, Tyler, always double check, always double check. Tyler, make sure you always do the right because you're going to, how to say, when you plant and then you, you get what you plant. Uh, you reap what you... Reap what you sow you reap what you sell, you know? So yeah. it's just like that. She always said for me, she always keep me on the right path to be honest, to do the right stuff. And like, even with the gym, when I decide to open the gym, I, I lose everything. Like I married Abby in the next day that we marry, our life come down 100%. We lo I lost too much money. One day after we married, I lost too much money. I lost all my hope that I had on one guy that was supposed to do all this stuff that we was planning, we was working, I was putting out my heart there. And then we lost everything because he did one thing very bad, which is not forgivable, you know? And then I need to get out from there because if I don't I don't get out from there, everything on my life and on lab, Abby's life is gonna be very bad because what he did was too bad. So we need to get out from there and I get out from there and lost too much. And then my life was on zero again, on red again. My bank account was bad. And then I got to live in the, in the Texas with a friend. And then I was living there with him, trying to, to stand up again, you know, even though getting my brown belt and then keep winning everything. Thanks God I'm still in victim on the brown belt. But even with the hard times, most of the time that I was fighting, I was like fighting with not desire to be there, you know, and that was very hard to, to keep your mind on the path. And then I was there in Texas with AJ Michael, seeing how the business it is with the gym. My main goal was to go to work for somebody in a gym of somebody, but I see too many people very, very, very wrong because when you go to try to, to work and you are not from America and you, and you are like an immigrant and stuff. Like some people try to pay me $20, $20 per, like kind of like per week, you know, to yeah. teach class, like putting my value like so low, you know, and like all what I did, they don't even, 
man, I was looking to one person told telling on my face you're gonna pay me six hundred dollars monthly for teach class like too many classes they're like over 40 classes a week you know yeah for 60 600 dollars monthly and when i saw that man i i i don't go to the school but i know how to work with the number especially in calculator on my phone you know <laughs> so when i saw that i said man this is so bad like how people can get this business how people can accept this you know and then i start to understand because we are immigrants you don't have any way to make money you accept whatever comes you know right so the brazilian people is very dumb on this situation they don't they don't put their value forward you know they don't show their value they don't fight for their value so i saw so many people teaching private class for like 20 bucks when they are like super good black belts you know and i saw a lot of black belts with this type of work 600 monthly and another people trying to pay me like 500 700 800 dollars monthly i said like man how if this person example this person who tried to pay me 600 monthly for like over 40 class this person was not teaching any class this person was the owner of the business but right but this person was have over 240 students right and pay me 600 bucks i was like man come on you know the <laughs> the, the numbers don't hit you know right the, the numbers don't connect something is wrong here Oh, but this, 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 you pay this for that. How much the rent? How much is the utilities? How much is the product that you expend monthly? How much is the, how, how much is your break, break even, you know? I don't go to the school, but I studying everything what I need for life, you know? I'm not, I'm not that dumb, you know? Right. Everything what I need, I know, example, English. I never learn English, whatever, you know? I never study English, but I know English because I know I need that. I know, and I know a little bit. So, I, I studying a lot about what I need to life, what I need to live. And then these people who are starting to like do something or I be underneath of them. And then of course I accept to be underneath of them, of somebody when I'm not owner, when I don't have nothing to say, but I have the knowledge. Doesn't matter you have a, uh, a big manager if you don't have a good coach in the class because your gym is not gonna ground. If you don't have a good professor, if you don't have a professor who know what they're talking about, professor who know what means jujitsu, you know, what's the mm -hmm. principles of jujitsu, doesn't matter you have a good management. If you don't have a good coach, nobody's going to stay on the class. Nobody's right. going to be fine on the environment of the class. And me and my friends was doing this perfect. And I was like, man, my value is too bigger than that. I know so that, my value is, that, is bigger that, than that. So, so coming to that realization, that's what made you want to start your own school. Yeah, and then I go to so many different gyms to try to work for them. But at the same time, since 2019, I I start to dream to have my one school. And then I start to make a notes on my phone. What these people do good, what these people do bad, what these people do good, what these people do bad, promotions, action, reaction, how to do this and that. And then I start to do the notes. And when I figure it out, man, I have everything what I need to open my school perfect. I have everything what i need to open my school perfect and i don't gonna make 600 monthly or 1000 monthly i'm gonna be unlimited to make money every money you're gonna be in base of how much i work how much i want to work i want to work a lot you know <laughs> if you work yeah. a little bit you make a little bit if you work medium make medium if you work a lot you make a lot you know so then i was thinking like man you know what I saw so many different people, how they work, how they do action reactions and stuff for the gym. I said, man, how much I need to open a school? People say 100,000, 200,000, 
70,000, 80,000. You know how much I used to open my school? Tell me how much. 13,000. Wow. This That's is incredible. cool. I can Are show you, you my school. Right yeah, I, I show can you can my you show school. Me? Show yes. me the school. Let me show you from this way. So yeah. here, it's, here it's the offseat. Okay. Yeah. Here's the offseat. Beautiful. Here, here's the geese. And then here is some, some medals, you know, that I have with the, the belts from the fight win, JCBG yeah. Jeff stuff. So here's the big boss, my wife, Abby. Here's nice Eric. They are <laughs> meeting for, for some business to the gym. So we have this part here for people to sit down, you know, a few chairs. Yeah. Here's, here's the entrance. So here's the mat. Beautiful. Boom. Have the logo over yeah. here. Let me come here. Let me to see the logo. So here's Cicero Costa logo, who I come yeah. from, who I represent. Oh my God. Yeah. So here's the tap logo. Tap means Thales Abi Pontes. You yeah. know, tap Thales Abi Pontes, world class Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And tap also means like when people tap. Of so course. here's all our mat. Have some, some shoes right here. A speaker that Derek give to us. Yeah. Help us a lot. So here's the card with the students that we have already. You know, we yeah. have super great amount of students and perfect. So we have two water fountains, two restrooms. Oh, torch this way. We have That's two restrooms, two water fountains. We have this rack here for people who leave their bags and all their stuff. We have a little TV that we're gonna put on the on the wall right now. One extra mat. We have a little kitchen here. They are gonna put the uh, coffee, some stuff that to to sell as well. Example like power bumps, that one sponsor that we have, and they are gonna put a product here at the gym. We're gonna put some products here, different to make a different network, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's my gym, and I open with thirteen thousand dollars, man. Thirteen thousand. Unbelievable. I, I'm so proud of you. I mean, I can't even tell you. This is like one of the best stories I've ever heard. It, I can't believe you're only 21 and you've lived this life and you, you, you're so wise, way wise beyond your years and competing at such a high level, opening your own business. Uh, it's, it's just, it's the American dream. It's what I, I hope you, it's what everybody always talks about is, you know, you can come to this country and, and really make something of yourself and nobody can stop you if you're willing to do what you've done and just work hard. Man, what I see like in my life, if you have faith in God, especially that's the base. If you have faith, God, truth in what are you doing and put love, man, everything happened. I opened my school with $13,000. Everybody say that is impossible. Another stuff that everybody say that's impossible, man, when you open your school, you're not going to be able to train well. You're not going to be able to compete in that level because it's too hard to do that. When you go to Charlotte, Charlotte is very small, small city, you know, you're not going to have good train over there. You're not going to be able to keep winning. What is your dream? Man, my biggest dream, it's not to be Black Belt World Champion. Of course, I'm going to be because I work hard. I train for, I win everything. How you can see on my results, you know, I win everything when I fight. So my wife as well, she have been winning everything when I fight. Just stay tuned how I have been fight, how I have been my results, you know. I have been not lost for a long time already, while, you know. So my work keeping doing the same way about training. I don't, you're gonna, not going to have training when you move to Charlotte. Man, I train with Lucas Lepre every single day, my friend. Lucas Lepre every single day is too Luke, hard. Lucas Lepre is in South Carolina now? He's in North Carolina. He's in Matthew. 
it's yeah. like 45 minutes from my house so i drive 45 to go train team get my smash every day 12 and then i come back to here teaching uh eat shower come to the gym teach classes i teach like four classes a day man i don't need vacation for this life you know i i go out when i go travel i go out to compete tournaments where i i make money and i don't pay for you know I teach class, I help so many people. I start yeah. to make a champions already because my kids already just competed last week. I have two kids, they win seven, they make seven victories, put us in seven uh, in the seventh place, the best youth gym from the new breed. Wow. You know, my kids win everything, my kids destroy other kids because I know the path how to win. People say like, oh, just let the kids just go there and have fun. Yes, my kids are going to have fun, but they're going to have fun winning because <laughs> I don't see any way to have fun losing, you know? Yeah. So my kids go there, like, did super well. You can see after in the page how the kids fight. Like, my kids do super wonderful techniques, everything, like, correct. It's, we don't have playing here with the kids, you know? We just make the kids sharp for self-defense and bully stuff. We have fundamental class. We have women's program. We have 12 different programs in our gyms. We run 12 different programs, training, work, manage, manages with Abby. Abby knows everything about managing. So <laughs> Abby do the, the brain and I do the hands, you know? And we do this together. Man, yeah. everything works super perfect. Does Abby, and everything does Abby have a, a full-time job? Does Abby have another job outside of running the gym now or is she doing full-time with you? Man, we don't, we don't work for a long time like normal. I mean, normal, like how normal people do, you know, I yeah. live just from jujitsu since, since my blue belt, I live just for, from jujitsu, you know, since my blue belt and Abby start to live with fr just from jujitsu and her purple belt when she connect very much with me. And then I start to every sponsor that I have, I put her with me combined. So when the guys need to pay me one amount, they need to pay her another amount as well. So I combine our sponsorship now because uh, everything that the guys need to pay me, they pay for her. Makes sense. Beautiful. So, so it's wonderful. You know, she don't, she don't do nothing beside of jujitsu. We don't do, we don't do nothing. We just like be here, do the man. She do the manage part of the gym. I do the classes. She do the women's class. That's it. We just living the best life in the planet, man. The best yeah. life. Is and Abby the, family from South Carolina? Yes, her family is from Sumter. It's a super small city around here in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And that's it, you know, like we're living a wonderful life. We don't need vacation because vacation for us is like, like next week we're going to go there to fight the second biggest tournament in Orlando. And man, come on, that's super wonderful. When you don't need to worry about what you're going to, if you're going to have food tomorrow, you know, if you're going to have like, place to sleep underneath in, in the night you know stuff like that today we have our one apartment we have our one gym we have kids wearing like the tap logo you know it's so wonderful we have changing a lot of people's lives i need to, I need to order uh I, I see online over here that you can order one of your t-shirts but I, I need one of those rash guards do you, do you sell uh, them online no we don't sell online we just sell here on the gym but i can ship to you no problem That'd yeah, I, I, I want to buy one of your. Uh, I see this one. I'm gonna buy this one too. Uh, your from Argento, yeah. Yeah. That that's so wonderful. That a super special moment for me. Yeah. That's my first my first Panam's title on that picture. I was yeah. crying. Beautiful. Is that these your other designs over here? 
No, this is not my my oh, this, is just this one. Yeah. yeah. I see. They sp they sponsored me a while ago. Right now it was like when the COVID stuff arrived, you know, it was very hard for they they pay their the sponsorships and stuffs. But yeah. I still using I still using their stuff, you know. They are super great people. My my friend Andrew, he is very great guy. He always support me. He always helped me, and it's so wonderful to to represent them since that time. They 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 helped me since like 2019, probably. I think. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. Your whole story is just so incredible. I'm so grateful that we've uh, that we've connected. I think that we uh, we need to plan a part two to talk <laughs> a little bit more about your jujitsu career because. Um, I'm just buying your shirt right now. Thank you so much. Oh, put the you. code seven. Put the code seven Alice seven no, eight okay. eight L Y S. I already, I already bought it. Oh, all right. Um, I'm so grateful that you that you contacted me so that I could oh. hear your story. Um, you. The next time that we talk, I, I would love to hear. I really want to get into your jujitsu career. And hear mm -hmm. about uh, traveling around the world, and uh, and and the, your your mindset of winning all these tournaments. But uh, for today, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, with... I I can't tell you how grateful I am to hear your story. It's Thanks. a small encapsulation of everything that I'm trying to do with this project and this book that I'm writing, Business Jujitsu. And you came from less than nothing, from the favelas. And you've made something of your life and you came to this country as an immigrant and taught yourself the language and started a business. And it's just so beautiful. And I'm, I can't wait to include it in my project and, and my book. And, uh, and I can't wait to learn more about you. So Talis, thank you so much. Uh, God bless you and everything that you're doing in this world. And thank you for bringing so much light and, and enthusiasm and positivity to so many in your school. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate for the business jujitsu from you as well for for the opportunity to be here and share the history, share the what I have been doing my best part, you know. So I go to the church every every Sunday, and there I see a lot of people. Example, like the, my favorite one is David as well because I see a lot of a lot of connection with him, you know. Mm -hmm. So. I really love the way that I have been learned there in the church for you live a good example. You know, I'm not perfect. I do so many, so many wrong uh, scenes, but I, I'm trying to do my best, you know, every single day, trying to share the light with the people, you know, but I, I trust like what I would like to live here in the end of everything. It's just like, if you seen the, that podcast, just have faith in God, whatever him dream that you have. If you have faith in God, courage, especially, and you put truth, you put love on that, everything is going to happen. And how I say, you're going to be like a movie. My life, it's a proof of that. My life, it's a miracle. I see this every single day. I see every single day that I, I wake up and I can see the sky. I don't see the sky just from one small one small window that most of the people see in the jail, you know, that's that's the culture that I come from. That's the reality that I come from. I think about this every single day when I come out here in Charlotte, when I come to my gym, I feel free. I feel blessed and I feel happy and grateful for every single second that I have. 
most of the people don't think about this here in America because don't have very well. But try to think about how many people it's in the jail today. Of course, mm -hmm. because they did something wrong and they need to pay for it. But how do you think you're going to feel in that situation? How do you think you're going to feel when you just do bad stuff and you want to try to change and nobody help you to change? And nobody want to help you to change. That's the situation that I end up when I was young. Few people helped me and then I changed. So if you guys see somebody who wants to change, help them. Do at least one finger. Don't do a hand. Don't give a hand if you cannot. Do at least one finger to pull them towards to, to stand up, to share them light, to share them love. Support them. Because it's too much easy for you to support the big famous people on TV and social medias, people who have one million followers and stuff. So it's too easy to support these people. But it's too hard to support the guy who is on your side, who need a little help. Who don't need one thousand? Who need one dollar? You know? Who don't need money? Who need one sandwich? You know? So if you see that, if you see somebody who need help and want help, help them. That's what happened to me. So many people helped me to bring me to towards where I am today, and I'm really grateful to have you helping me today as well to share this this part of my life here. Because I'm pretty sure for some people who've seen that and think they have a dream, but they doesn't know if you're going to happen or not. Dreams, for me, means it's a cousin of the faith. You need to trust what you don't see. God exists. You can see anytime, any day, anywhere, all the time. The dreams as well, the dreams around you. You just need to work for You're going to arrive on your hand easy. Us. That's it. Beautifully said. Thank you so much, Talis. I uh, can't wait to talk with you again. If I don't speak to you before uh, your next tournament in Orlando, I know you're going to win. So I don't even yeah. need to wish you good luck because I know you got yes, this go. the bag. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Us. Us. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, man. Really appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you. Goodbye.